you may or may not be aware that your life is just a bunch of meaning that you have given. This episode has the potential to change your life as it did mine, so stay tuned. Hello, visionaries. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast, where you can create the life you desire by tapping into your inner wisdom. I'm your host, Padma Ali. I'm widely known in the field of psychology to create long-lasting transformation. And now, I'm here to help you create the life you desire using a combination of neuropsychology and ancient healing practices. This podcast is for you, evolved, overachieving leader who's ready to unlock your highest potential. I'm here to guide you through a process of self-discovery to be the creator of your destiny. And you can do all of that by just taking aligned actions, tapping into the power of your brain, your inner wisdom and ancient practices. So stay tuned, folks. I am so delighted you are here. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. This is your host, Padma Ali. Today is episode number 66. Can the meaning you assign have the power to create success? Life is nothing but a bunch of meaning that we have given to it, is it not? When you can really allow this, this, I'm going to call it concept, <laughs> to settle in, you will begin to notice how much freedom you have. I'm actually going to start by recounting a story, a real-life experience that happened recently. And what I'm going to invite you to do is just notice your reaction as you hear this. Now, this really... This happened, this happened pretty recently, and I, I obviously had my own reactions to it as it was happening, and I'm going to share more about this. Now, before I go into it, now that you're already listening to this episode, if you haven't already, please do write a review on Apple Podcasts, because that will allow us to reach more people and raise the vibration on this planet. So thank you so much for anyone who has already written a review. I really, really appreciate it. And it just, it's, it, it has no meaning for me <laughs> other than I'm so grateful. But the only other meaning is that it is going to help us reach more people. All right, back to the episode. So every Monday... Um, I have both my kids that I have to take to two different locations. One goes to my younger one goes to a circus class. And then subsequently, my son has soccer practice. Now on the same Mondays, it just happens that all happens on the same day. Usually my husband and I are pretty good at dividing up roles. But every Monday, he has a gym class that he attends. And it's fitness is something pretty important to our family and keeping ourselves healthy. And so I agreed to take both my kids. Now, I know my energy levels especially in the evenings, I, I start to kind of go wind down in the evenings. And generally, I only have energy for some portion of it. 
But because I am supportive, or I want, I want to be wanted to be supportive of my husband's gym class, whatever he does, fitness class. I took this on, knowing that it's definitely it wears me down. Schlepping them to two different things: first taking her, then coming back, and then picking picking him up, and then going. It's just a lot for me, personally. This is just how it is for me. So one Monday. Just stay with me. There's, I'm going to connect it all back to you. This is not about me just telling you a story. There's an application to this. And this is just not about like, oh, just listen to the story. There's something that you can take away from this for your own life. So one Monday, I was really tired. And my daughter loves this, Chris, this, this circus class that she goes to. And I, I personally don't like it that much, but whatever, right? Like it is for her sake and this is something she wanted to do, so I do it. So I took her to this class and that day my husband couldn't make it back on time, so I had my son with me as well. And so it was just a lot of going back and forth between the two of them in the circus class itself because I have to get him set up because he can't be in the class. So it was just like I was feeling already run down. So then we come back home. I pick up her dinner because she goes to bed at seven and his his soccer class is at six from six to seven. So I generally feed her dinner. And then when we get home, she gets, goes right to bed. So we get to the soccer practice at six and he goes into the field. He's playing and I it was not a very warm day. It was still a windy, colder day. And we were sitting out and I was trying to give her dinner. And she's like, I don't want to be outside. I want to sit in the car. So we go to our car. It's just parked right there next to the field. And we go into the car. And I give her dinner. And we're just sitting after eating dinner. And it's time for me to pick him up. It's around 6.55 at that point. So I tell her, come with me, let's go and pick him up just five minutes away. And she's like, No, I don't want to leave the car. I'm just tired. I just want to sit here. So I tell her, Okay, that's fine. Now, mind you, the, the car is parked right next to the field. But it's like a, a, a two minute walk into the field, I can see the car. So I tell her, Okay, you can sit there. And this is where <laughs> this is where I made a big um, well, let me just tell you, and then we can go from there. So I told her, she's four years old, okay, guys. So I told her, okay, if you need me, press the horn. <laughs> Telling a four-year-old to honk is um, not the best, <laughs> not the best, um, what's the word? Not the smartest thing to do, is it? <laughs> All right, so I lock the car, I get down, and I walk to the field to get him out of the field. Now, they're running a little bit behind, they're just finishing up their game, and I'm standing there, I can still see her, and she honks. All right, so I wave to her saying, I'm coming, she can't hear me, the windows are up, it was still, like I said, it was a little colder day, the windows are up. And I can see her. And guys, she's also a very tiny person. She's four years old, but she's also a very petite and small person. So I can see her little form in the driver's seat. And she, she honks, just like a one-time honk. 
again, I wave to her and I'm like, hold on, kiddo. Like, I'm coming. I just have to get him out of the field. And a few minutes pass, again, a honk. And by this time, I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? Okay, it must have been like three or four honks by this time. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what did I do? This was this is a disaster. (laughs) What in what was I thinking when I told her that she could press the horn? All right. It's also a busier street. So there are cars going by and all that. It's also a residential neighborhood. We live in the middle of a city. So I'm collecting him and he's seven years old. He's still wanting to play with his friends. So it's like literally herding cats. I'm like telling him, let's go. I can see she's getting tired. I can see she's honking again. And and as I'm getting him out of the field, guys, I can still see her. There's a woman who walks up to the car. Now, the window is slightly, I've left a little crack open. So I see her walking up to the car and I can see her pretty agitated and saying something to my daughter. I couldn't hear anything because we're still, like, you know, like I said, a couple minutes away. I could see something was happening. So I l- rushed my son and we and I ran to the car. And as I'm running to the car, I can see her yelling something at my daughter and she's walking away. All I hear her say is there are people who live here. (laughs) Stop honking or stop whatever she was saying. I couldn't. But as I ran to the car, she, she had already started. She had already walked away. So there was nothing I could do. And I see my daughter through the wind, wind, windscreen or through the whatever that's called. Oh, my God, like I can't, I can't, um, I'm, I'm blanking out whatever that screen is. And I see her, her face is like crestfallen. She's also a very sensitive child in general. Her face is like, she's like, her eyes are big. She is, I can clearly tell that she is startled by the whole thing. And this woman was pretty loud. And and it was, I stood there for a second. I caught my breath. <laughs> so before I go on, what is your reaction? What are you, what meaning are you telling yourself? Oh, this poor child. How could someone yell at her? She's just a small child. Did she not? What was she thinking? This is so ridiculous. Or are you saying, oh, my God, Padma, what did you what were you even thinking telling her she could honk the horn? Or, of course, that woman had every right to come and yell at her because this is a residential neighborhood and honking is going to be disturbed. It's going to disturb their their peace or whatever is happening, whatever they're doing. What was your reaction? What is your initial reaction? I'll tell you mine, and I'll tell you more about it. But did you notice that your reaction was nothing but an interpretation? It was just the meaning you added to it, right? I did too. My first reaction 
was, O-S-H-I-T, <laughs> if you have any kids listening, my fault. I took the complete blame for it. I felt so bad for my poor child. I felt like I didn't protect her and that I could have um, done something I wanted, like my mama bear kicked in. And I took a deep breath. And all I said was, okay, that's the meaning I'm adding to it right now. Is that meaning any of this true? No, there's no meaning. There's no meaning other than the meaning that we give it, right? So this is where I all the work that I've done on myself came into play. And I was like, all right, this just happened. Either I can add meaning to it and feel bad or um, say something to my daughter about how I was telling her not to honk and she was still honking any of that, I could have done any of those things. And I just said, you know what, it's okay. I just need to be fully present with my daughter right now, because she is probably adding some meaning to this whole situation. So I opened the door and I asked her if she was okay. And what was the lady telling her? And she her first words, and this is where it definitely broke my heart. She says, Mama, I'm so sorry. She yelled at me. <laughs> uh, she's also a very verbal child, if you've ever met her. She's really verbal, and she's, um, she's a feisty little thing. But it clearly affected her. She was also very tired. So all I said to her was, you know, maybe she was just having a bad day. It's okay. You didn't do anything wrong. It was, if anything, mama told you to honk, and that was not okay. I should have, I, I, I should have thought through this. But it's okay. It's done. Let's move on. And I didn't give it any more meaning to that. I didn't I didn't talk about it later before bedtime. We did have a conversation once more about it because I wanted to make sure that she hadn't added any meaning about how she did something wrong. That was my only concern at that point. And that it was no matter what she did, it was not okay that someone talked to her that w the way that woman did. So Either ways, I just said, you know, sometimes people have a bad day and they just do things like that, but we don't need to take it on. In whatever way that a four-year-old can understand, we did have a conversation about this. Now, it's so funny because every time we go to soccer, she says, that old lady is not there, so nobody's going to yell at me. <laughs> That's what she called. That lady was not old. But for whatever reason, she concluded that the lady was old. Again, interpretation and meaning, right? Like this is how we start. Even at four, we're adding meaning at, and interpre interpreting our circumstances and our environment in a particular way. And it's very vital, like anything it's it's nothing but a bunch of meaning that we give it. I could give the meaning that that lady was having a bad day. I could give a meaning that she was just she was just an angry person. I could give it a bunch or that maybe she was recording her podcast and that the noise was bothering her. Who knows, right? Or maybe there was a sick person in our home who was getting very disturbed by this. Or maybe she had a child who had some special needs who was who who was bothered by the extra sounds, right? I don't know. The bottom line is none of that matters. We can give it any damn meaning that we want to give it. And the meaning that we give it is the meaning that we assign to it. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it wrong. 
Now, why am I bringing all of those things to you? If you add a meaning that makes you feel good, then that is the meaning that's going to work for you. If you add a meaning that makes you feel bad, like if I had gone down the spiral of, oh my God, like I didn't protect my daughter. How dare this woman do this and get into anger and all of that. Does it make me feel good? No. And does it make my daughter feel any better? Probably not. And that is what I'm going to, I'm inviting you to bring to your attention. What meaning do you add to things in your life? And do you like the meaning that you added to it? And that's the most important piece. So share with me, like this is really vital when you can grasp this, when you can really, really understand this and know it then you will stop yourself when you're adding meaning that no longer serves you. Let's take it back. Let's take it a little bit deeper. Okay. We start forming mental constructs like this from a very young age. Even at four, she started to have a mental construct. The fact that she tells me every time we go by that place, like, oh, the old lady is not there. No one's going to yell at me. There's still some residue there and I need to unpack it with her, which I will at some point. I'm, I'm also finding the balance of not giving it any more weight than I need to and also allowing her space to process it. So I have to figure I still haven't figured out how to help her with that yet. But I know I will, and I know she'll get over it. But this was also an opportunity for me to talk to her about the meaning that we give it. And so everything is an opportunity. Even at four, we start form forming opinions and constructs based on our experience. And it starts younger than that. We just don't realize or have awareness with regards to it. And what often happens is that as children, like she is, and we all have had this experience, we don't have the cognitive ability to understand what's happening. So we give it meaning based on what? Based on our, you know, children are very self-focused. If you notice, if you've been around children at all, you will notice that they're very, very, very self-absorbed, self-focused. Self because that's where their whole reality, their whole world revolves around them themselves, which is how it is, right? It's survival-based. So when we cannot understand it on a cognitive level, what we do is we add meaning to it based on ourselves. And it's easiest sometimes to say, it's my fault. I did something wrong. It's, it's um, it, I am to blame. Like it's easy to take that on within you rather than say something like you know what maybe she was just having a bad day maybe she needed more peace and quiet maybe she was meditating we cannot think beyond us and the reason again I'm bringing this to your attention is because start to look at your life start to look at where things are working for you and where things are not working for you and if something is not working for you what meaning have you added to it and when you can unpack that, and if the meaning is serving you, great. If the meaning is not serving you, time to change it. 
So, what will you do the next time someone cuts you off on the road? What meaning will you assign? Are you going to say, you a-hole, <laughs> you cut me off? <laughs> I could have gotten in an accident. If someone's texting and driving, what meaning are you going to assign to it? This gets to my husband so much. Like he, he, you know, we live in the middle of a city and people are not the best drivers in Boston. It really gets, it used to get under his skin a lot. And I was like, you know, I don't care. I would rather be safe than drive recklessly. So I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. I can't control what other people do or not do. Again, a meaning. What meaning are you going to add to that? Or if your boss or coworker talks to you in a tone that makes you feel small, what meaning did you give it that made you feel small? Or what about this? Your best friend now has a job that you have always wanted. What meaning are you going to give that? Now, here's another big takeaway for you. You may or may not notice that whatever meaning you give sets the tone for the action that follows it. Think about it. The actions that you take are often right after whatever meaning you've given it. And by the way, guys, all this information is just going to be information until you put into practice. So I truly, truly invite you to sit with this. Notice next time you feel bad, what meaning have you given it? Whatever that circumstance was. That is, as that meaning, does the meaning serve you? Does the meaning not serve you? So how do you put into practice? Whatever meaning you give it, does it make you feel good or not good? If it doesn't make you good, feel good, then change the meaning. So for instance, you know, I'm going to use money because money is often a very concrete example everybody can understand and relate to. So think about a time in your life when your bank account was super low. If the meaning you give it is that I'm broke, guess what? You will remain broke. If your interpretation is, you know what? I'm so excited. I paid off all my bills. That's a meaning you're giving it. Or I'm resourceful. I can create anything I want. That's another meaning you're giving it. Now look at how either of those two meanings feel. You know, I often get reached out by a lot of people wanting things from me, either to pick my brain or to ask me a question. And in the past, I would get annoyed. I would get, I used to get annoyed because I interpreted that as people are just wanting to take things from me, meaning like, you know, my energy and my time is so limited. And if I keep, I, I, I didn't, I used to get frustrated that I didn't know how to respond when someone is like, hey, can I pick your brain? I would feel energetically drained until it dawned on me one day that that was the meaning I gave it, that people want something from me. When I started to look at it as, oh, you know, maybe they're just reaching out because they value my opinion and I have the ability to say yes or no. I hadn't set boundaries, right? And then I was getting all frustrated about it. So I have the ability to set boundaries. I can say yes or no to, to connecting with somebody or not connecting with, to, with somebody, 
but I don't have to do what I was doing. Because anytime we feel annoyed, frustrated, angry, bitter, any of that, it takes away from creating whatever you want to create. So let's recap. What are some of the big takeaways for you? The first thing is what meaning are you adding to any situation or circumstance? And whatever meaning you're adding to it, does it make you feel good or not good? And if it doesn't make you feel good, you can just change the meaning you're adding to it and then notice how that feels. So share with me as you as you go about through your day, notice when you have certain meaning you assign to whatever that may be. And how if you if you've had if you are able to shift that, definitely share that with me or any takeaways. And you'll find me hanging out on Instagram. That's where I mostly hang out. So share with me, tag me, connect with me, DM me, because I love hearing from people, even though I just told you that sometimes I get frustrated when people just reach out to me. I, I That was an old story. It no longer is true. But if you have something you want to share with me, I would love to hear that. So feel free to DM me, tag me. And also share this with share this episode with people in your life because this has the ability to change your life. Because when you change your meaning, the meaning you add to something, your whole actions that follow it changes. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening, for being a part of this journey. And um, oh, by the way, talking about Instagram. I've been doing a lot of guests on Fridays. I invite guests to come in. I chat with them. And I've had some really interesting guests on Instagram. So come and join me there um, to hear other people's perspectives on how they've shifted their lives, transformations. It's really powerful. So at Padma Ali is my Instagram handle. Follow me there if you haven't. And I will connect with you at the next episode. Thank you once again for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. I have a request for you. If you found value, chances are that your friends and family will too. So if you can leave a positive review on iTunes, it will help reach so many more people. And if you have any topics or questions you would like me to feature, please send them to support at PadmaAli.com. And lastly, please share your takeaways and breakthroughs with me on Instagram at Padma Ali. Thank you so much for tuning in. 